The following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. It's that time of the week again. We discuss our week six takeaways, interview Pope Prep football coach Justin Geisinger, and preview the top upcoming football matchups. Here we go. This is the Main Street Preps podcast, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Here are your hosts, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Main Street Preps podcast. This is Russell Venozzi, joined, as always, by Tyler Palmatier. October is coming this Friday. That means uh, playoff implications are going to be on the line just about every week from here on out. And, and Tyler, it's been a, a fun season so far. Really hard to believe we're already talking about week seven. But uh, nonetheless, here we are heading into October. I know it's wild. And, you know, I think some we, we were starting to see a few more surprising results out there. Uh, I know there were some last week and uh, some that were a little closer, at least in the first quarter. I'm looking at CPA Cane Ridge. That was kind of a that was kind of a different result to see CPA get down ten points early and then score what I think it was forty eight unanswered points or something like that. So I we're starting to sort of uh, get thrown a few curveballs, which is not a bad thing. It's uh, it's it's okay to not know what's coming every week. It was after a couple of easier weeks, like you said, a, a painful week at least for my picks. I know I think I went six and four and was probably lucky to go six and four. Um, so hopefully we can do better this week. But anyways, yeah, looking back on last Friday, or really we should say last week because there was also a great Thursday game uh, that absolutely lived up to the hype, and you and I were both there. Um, Lipsum Academy at Oakland went, went right down to the wire. I still – I was glad you did that story about um, Oakland players talking about Lipsum Academy just because I don't think people really gave Lipscomb a whole lot of a chance going into that one. And, I mean, they led the game for three, basically three quarters and had a chance until the very last play to keep it going. So uh, I was I came away really impressed with the Mustangs. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, and, and really the night was kind of about two people. I mean, it was about a lot of people, but it was – the. It, as far as the game being what it was, Lipscomb Academy running back Alex Broom, who really dominated the first half uh, with a, 115 rushing yards, and then uh, he's Boston College commit, and then Georgia commitment, uh, Jordan James in the second half just goes off and, and gets to 200 yards rushing. I mean, that was sort of, in a lot of ways, a big part of the ball game, and obviously Luther Richardson was, was very effective too, but... Um, it was a game with two big, great running backs. I mean, I think I'd love to see those teams play again. Uh, we, we're not, we're not going to get that opportunity, but man, it'd be fun to watch those those two running backs go at it again. And um, you're absolutely right. Lipscomb Academy con- controlled that game, and that's one thing. Sadly, the final score never really uh, notes is how how the game went for three quarters, three and a half quarters or so up until the final score. But yeah, I mean, I you know Lipscomb had them on the ropes and was right there on, what, the three, five-yard line at the end of the game with a chance to win. And then it's just, uh, again, there's no there's no asterisk on the score to, to show that, but it definitely needs to be noted. And also, just got to say, it, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal game, and, man, I would love to see more of that kind of thing. Uh, it, it's great to see teams that aren't afraid to schedule other tough opponents. Uh, so maybe in the future we can get some more Thursday night games or even Friday night games like that. Uh, 
But anyways, the next night I went to go check out uh, Nashville Christian at Davidson Academy. Came away uh, impressed with another running back there. It was just a big week overall for running backs, it seemed like. Um, but Josh Strickland, kind of under the radar there at Nashville Christian, he rushed for almost 300 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, and there was nothing fluky about it. I mean, this guy was, uh, I believe he had 30 carries too for those 300 yards, so averaging close to 10 yards a carry. He was, I mean, he was just running people over, spinning out of tackles, uh, running by people. It was it was impressive to watch. Um, Davidson Academy, of course, you're just not used to seeing them lose. Now they've lost two weeks in a row, but uh, Josh Strickland was a big reason why that happened. Yeah, you can't... Uh... Running back play super important this time of year. We were talking with Coach Geisinger about this, not not specifically this, but staying healthy the second half of the year. If you can run the football and punish some people and physically wear down some people, you're going to win some games in the second half of the season. Uh, it's it's a great way to sort of keep your legs moving, so to speak. No pun intended for, during a time of year when things get really tough, and that's. I guess that's one reason I, I think why I came away so impressed with uh, Oakland and Jordan James last week uh, was uh, it was that uh, it's just they've got kind of an electric running back that can hit home runs back there. You know, his 75-yard run really changed that game. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's just it's vital in the second half of the season, especially to have people who can run the ball and, and another guy that we're obviously keeping an eye on every week is Barry on Brown. He had 191 yards rushing last week and, and also completed a couple passes for Pearl Cone, but Firebirds lose a shocker. Uh, well, at least in our mind, I guess uh, at Tulahoma, uh, 24, 21. And I think we're all kind of wondering uh, maybe how that happened and certainly got to tip your cap to Tulahoma for a big game and uh, coming out and, and starting so strong, but that wasn't a result anybody expected. And maybe that kind of has me thinking maybe Pearl's going to need to look around uh, at maybe some other options on offense if they want to score more than 21 points. Yeah, I was pretty stunned to see that result. And, you know, Tullahoma's not not a bad team at all. I mean, they uh, advanced pretty far in the playoffs last year. Um and clearly, to to beat to get a twenty one zero lead on Pearl Cone, you, you must be doing something right. But yeah, I was I kind of stood on the table for Pearl Cone in my picks last week, and they uh, they let me down. So that was disappointing. But um, you know, maybe a loss isn't the worst thing for them, and they can kind of uh, regroup and and figure it out here in the the second half. Because uh, I, I think their schedule from here on out is uh, at least in the regular season is not overly challenging. So um, that could could be a confidence builder if they can reel off some wins here. Uh, over the last month of the season. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see. And uh, that, again, got some fall breaks coming up. I mean, there's several bye week. You know, I, I'm not off the top of my head exactly sure when Pearl Cone's bye week is, but those bye weeks are becoming pretty pretty important as we reach the, the halfway point, uh, or past the halfway point, I should say, in the year. And And we've got some great games on tap this week that, you know, there's obviously there's no rest with. We talk about Pope Prep, NBA, Brentwood going to Independence, Ravenwood Summit. Uh, you know, for those teams, the the rest does not come this week. Yeah, it's a great slate that we've got on tap, and we will talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. First, I'm going to run down the Main Street Preps rankings very quickly here before we get to our interview with Justin Geisinger. Uh, 
probably goes without saying, but Oakland stayed number one uh, after beating Lipscomb Academy. Uh, I think an important note here, though, Lipscomb Academy is still number two. I, I just couldn't couldn't drop them um, any further down than that after after the way they played in that game. I think anybody that was there um, would probably agree. Uh, Summit CPA they have arguments, and uh, CPA will get its chance on the field too. They're going to play Oakland next week, and they're going to play CPA a couple weeks after that. Um, but yeah, the, the way that Lipscomb Academy tro- controlled that game, I really think that they are the second best team as it stands right now in the area. And then a couple newcomers as well. Everything else kind of remained the same, but we've got uh, National Christian at four and one. They're in there now at number twenty three. And number 24, Stewart's Creek, who uh, is 3-1 and one after having a couple of games canceled. They are on a roll now. Uh, Gabe Walker, running back, is uh, just setting school records left and right there at Stewart's Creek. So that is the update on the rankings. And uh, now let's talk to uh, Justin Geisinger and see what he has to say about this week's matchup against NBA. We are joined now by Pope Prep football coach Justin Geisinger. Uh, still trying to get Pope Prep to roll off the tongue there, Coach. I'm so used to saying JP too, but uh, how are you doing today? Sure. Doing well, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, thanks for doing this. And uh, your team's out to a 5-1 and one start so far. Pretty uh, almost as good as you could ask through six weeks. Uh, what's been the key to, to your team playing so well thus far? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think we just we look at it week by week with this football team. Um, you know, we try to approach every week, um, you know, like it's it's the same and like it's the most important week and you know, it kind of falls right into our mission as a program. Um, you know, so it really doesn't matter if it's back from the preseason or, you know, into week one or now going into week seven, you know, regardless of our opponent, we want to be the best versions of us. We want to be competing at a high level. We want to be continuing to improve as a team. Um, in all phases, you know, as we push into October, November, and, and that's what we're looking to do each week. Justin, this is Tyler. You're an you're an O line guy, obviously, an Outland nominee at Vanderbilt, and a five year pro uh, in the NFL. How is that group contributing to your start? We've got a a tremendous group. Um, you know, I, I say it every week that that you know our senior. Uh, our senior-led offensive line, led by, you know, three multi-year starters there, um, have, have done a fantastic job. You know, Max Alfine, Logan Penhall, Jet Martinez, all three of those guys have played a lot of football for us. Um, and um, I've been been extremely, extremely proud of those guys, um, extremely uh, proud of that whole unit. Um, you know, I think any coach will tell you that, that, uh, you know, your offense and, and really your team in general it starts with those guys up front. You better have the guys guys up there that are great leaders, great teammates, and, and guys that are going to, um, you know, put everything in front of themselves as far as, as far as what they're doing for the team. And, um, you know, I couldn't be more proud about uh, of, of how those guys have led. And, and, and obviously with our rushing attack on offense, you know, we always say, you know, we've got to be a balanced unit. You know, we've got – a really good quarterback. We've got good receivers. Uh, we've got a great young back back there running the ball hard. But um, those guys set the tone week in and week out. And uh, I've been really, really proud of how they've developed and come together as a group. You've got NBA coming up this week, and they are coming off a 21-0 win over Brentwood Academy last Friday. What about the Big Red makes this a challenging game for you guys? Yeah. Um, 
you know, that that's a team we talked about it this week. You know, like I said earlier, we, um, you know, we, we, we want to treat every week the same regardless of who the opponent is. But there's no doubt when you look at the, uh, the long-standing tradition of, of excellence in the football program in the NBA, you know, that's, that's a team that, you know, you look at them and, um, you know, coming off a big win against, against Brentwood County, I think that's the first time they've shut those guys out in, in a lot of years. And I think, I think it was since 2007, if, if, if to be exact, but, um, it's just a team that plays extremely hard. They're very well coached. They're very well disciplined. Obviously a tr- tremendous amount of pride, um, in that program, um, from just, from just years of excellence. And you look at them on tape and, um, you know, you've got all 11 guys, you know, on both sides of the ball that just compete and they play hard. Um, and how they have always been. That's just something that, that we want to emulate in our program as far as how, how we come to compete week in and week out as we continue to build a, a tradition here at Pope Prep. So, um, but it's, it's been, um, you know, we have a work cut out for us. There's no question. I mean, it's a, it's a really good football team. They've got talent. Guys obviously have a quarterback special that can make a lot of plays. Um, but not just there. You look across their roster and they've got good players to compete. And like I said, the biggest thing I would say is they compete and they play extremely hard. Uh, they don't take snaps off. So um, we're going to have to earn everything we get. You're obviously familiar with Kenny and you've probably watched a lot of film on Marcel Reed. What makes these two quarterbacks special as seen as they're only juniors? Yeah, I mean, they're uh, they're both very special players. I mean, you look at both of them. Obviously, both of them have gotten you know quite a bit of attention. Um, you know, I think they're they're you know they're both guys. Obviously, you know when they're you being recruited as a player at that position, that level, you you know you have to have a certain certain measurable and certain you know physical skill set and intangibles. But you know, um, so you know you look at Marcel on tape, and yeah, I mean he can run, he can throw. Um, you know, he, he, he can do all the things that, that, you know, a high level quarterback needs to do and be able to compete at the high level. So, so, you know, yeah, we, we've got to work to do just, just one containing him, keeping him in the pocket, forcing him, you know, and hopefully put, doing some things that force him in, 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 into some bad decisions. But, um, you know, that's tough when, when you're talking about a guy that's, that's, uh, plays at the level that he does. And then obviously with Kenny, with us, I mean, we're just, we're very fortunate to have a guy like him. He, he continues to grow, continues to learn. I mean, we look at him. Um, and, and, you know, I think when people look at him from the outside in, they look at this quarterback that's, 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 you know, really well established in Division Two. And while he is that, he's still a young quarterback. You know, he still, you know, just came in mid season last year. And it's really just kind of get, you know, at this point, mid season really has a full season of one, being one season of starts under his belt. So he still has, so much more and there's so much more upside with him, which is exciting. Um, but, you know, just really excited about how he's, how he's really managing games for us offensively right now. Um, does a great job with the clock. Does a great job, you know, through his progressions is smart, you know, doesn't turn the ball over. Um, so we're, you know, we're going to need him to continue to play extremely well as we get back in region play, because obviously when you're playing teams that have guys like Marcel, they've got really good players too. And it's, it's going to be, a, you know, come down to the details. And that's what we talk to our kids about, you know, the compete levels there, the efforts there, uh, but it'll come down to the details and the little things. And Justin, these stats that Kenny has put up so far this year, kind of out of this world, nearly 1,400 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, and just one interception through the first six games. You mentioned how 
he's still a young starter, really only has one full year of, of experience uh, playing. But um, what's are there specific areas where you've seen him make some, some big strides this season? I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I think obviously in any position, especially that position, um, experience is so key. And just, you know, there's a lot of things we ask him to do, you know, offensively with, with, with how we how we manage an offense. And um, just him, just maturity, just him maturity, not only as a leader and as a player amongst our roster, but as a quarterback, um, just maturing, you know, in, in, in how he manages his pre- and post-map decisions and, um, you know, how he manages, like I said, manages the clock, manages the game, manages situational down and distance, you know, things. And, and it's just, it's just become a lot, you know, smarter of a player as far as the decisions he's making and, and how he's able to, um, really execute what we're asking him to do. Um, and, and like you, you know, like I said, going back from what you're, what you were asking me earlier, you know, about our offensive line play. I mean, certainly, you know, I think he'll tell you that those guys up front are, are, you know, keeping keeping his jersey clean back there. They've done a great job. I don't know statistically, but I know we haven't let up many sacks, which is always a prideful thing. Um, you know, not only for offensive line, but for him as a quarterback. And and he's got some some pretty good receivers and a pretty good running back back there too to uh, to help him out. And you know, we have to be able to get that run game going. You know, I, I fully believe as a coach, you've got to be. You know, especially in this league, you can't be one-dimensional. He knows that. And, um, so we're, we're able to do some things, I think, to keep some defenses off balance and, and be able to mix mix some things up and try to limit tendencies and that sort of thing to, uh, to, uh, to, to allow him to have success and allow him to do what he does really well. And he's an explosive player, you know, and he can make big throws. Um, he can fit balls in small windows, you know, and he's, and he's good enough on his feet to hurt you uh, running the ball too. So... So, um, yeah, well, I'm just I'm glad we got him on our team, for sure. <laughs> hey, you, it's a good time to mention this because you talked about the run game. Uh, sophomore running back Elijah Robb has 675 yards rushing through six games. He had under 200 yards rushing all last year. What, what has made him effective? Um, you know, again, it starts with uh, – it starts up front like everything does. Like, like we kind of started the leading this conversation. I mean, he's um, – He's running behind some some confident some confident guys up front that have a lot of experience, um, so that helps. Um, but you know, again, him just being a young back, he stepped in last year for for senior Antoine Roberts, um, you know, because of some injury and got some experience as a as a young guy last year. Um, but again, he's still a very very young 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 back as an underclassman, and um, just seeing him mature from week one through week six. Um, has been fantastic and seeing him run, run with confidence and, you know, understanding each week, you know, he, he's a student of the game. He wants to learn. He's absorbing. He's asking questions. Um, so he wants to be really good. And, and, you know, you, you gotta want to, you gotta want to be good to, to be able to, you know, want to feel what we're asking our kids to do, to be the best versions of themselves. You know, there has to be some intrinsic, you know, motivation there to improve each week as a player. And he's, He's down and he's wanting to watch tape and study and ask questions and 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 just just improve on his craft week in and week out and it's shown. I mean, it's shown on on uh, on tape on how he's running the football and some of the things he's doing. And um, you know, I expect him to only get better. Um, and it's exciting that he has so much upside as well. So um, yeah, Liza's been fantastic. 
in looking at your region this year, it seems like it might be pretty wide open. Macaulay's there at 2-0, but then you've got Baylor, Knoxville Catholic, NBA, and Pope Prep not far behind at 1-1. One one. Uh, Justin, what do you make of how things stand right now in, in the league? You know, I, I'll leave it at, you know, this league is, is, you know, for as long as I've been, and I've been coaching in, you know, Division Two now for 12 years, it's always been good. It's always been the best league in the state. You know, I think, you know, that's that's pretty, you know, uh, it can be arguable from some standpoints, I guess, in some sense, but it's the best league in the state. And it's always been that way. There's tough competition from top to bottom. Um, you know, I really feel like the east side of the, of the, uh, of Division II AAA this year is really strong, um, you know, with those teams specifically that you just mentioned. Um, so really for us, I mean, we know what our schedule was. We knew it from the start of the season in non-conference and conference play that, that, that it was a gauntlet and we were going to, we were going to, you know, run into a buzzsaw every week with, with the type of competition that, that we face. And, um, you know, that's, that's really what we wanted as a program from the start. We wanted to get to a point where we were competitive week in and week, week out. We were going to have to, you know, and, and as you continue, you win ball games and, and establish yourself in the state as one of those teams in division two that can be competitive um you're going to have to play tougher competition and that's kind of where we are as a program um so that's exciting in its own right but 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 you know kind of to answer your question we don't really look at anything other than the week we have in front of us and right now it's nba and that's a top team in the league and they obviously are coming into their own a little bit with a with a shutout off, off of brentwood academy last week which was huge for them i know um, and this is their homecoming week, and this is going to be a big week for them. And we're coming off a, a last-second field goal win at their place last year, so I know they're going to be ready to play. Um, so that's really the only thing we're focused on. We'll worry about Knox Catholic and McCauley and those guys in weeks to come, uh, and those are going to you know, create their own challenges. But, but uh, we've got a big enough one in front of us this Friday uh, to, to put full, full, full effort into that, and that's it. Justin's last thing for me, you've got a background in strength and conditioning. Sports are so weird because we've got, we've got the most important games. You know, they're always in the back half of the season. That's the toughest time for it to stay healthy, I would say, probably especially football. Have yep. you found a yep. key to keeping a team healthy during the final half of this regular season, season slash postseason? I mean, I, know, I think you hit the nail on the head from the, from the strength training piece of it. Um, and, you know, we've got a great guy that's down with me now. Coach Matt Hanson is also our offensive line coach. Um, does a great job with our guys um, in the weight room. Our guys are fully bought into that process, knowing that, um, you know, sometimes your, your body and mind are working against each other at this point in the season where, you know, guys are a little bit banged up. And, you know, it, when, when, they're, when they're in their the strength training phase throughout the course of the week, um, sometimes it's hard to your mind's telling you, your body's telling you no. And you've got to overcome that and understand that, that the work in that weight room, especially as you get into the season, is even that much more important to stay healthy. Um, and that's something, you know, I learned as a player, you know, from, from going up through the ranks as a player and understanding how to, how you need to take care of your body through the course of the season. And, um, you know, I, I think our guys are bought into that. They're, you know, we've got guys in there as we speak right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really important and it's, it's really important, especially for a roster like ours, where we've got some, some really good players, um, uh, but we're still trying to establish some of our youth and some of our depth behind it. So we have to have our roster healthy if we want to be, you know, at our highest aim in come November. And that's what, that's what we want to be as a team. 
we have got to stay healthy. And uh, we've had our, our, our bumps and bruises just like anybody does uh, throughout the course of the season. Obviously, we got NBA full focus this Friday and then a big bye week after that coming up, which will be much needed. But um, absolutely, um, as far as the weight room, that is a huge component to us um, all year round for obviously performance, but uh, injury prevention being first. Well, Justin, we are looking forward to seeing how the second half of this season shakes out. Uh, and best of luck against NBA this Friday, and we really appreciate your, your time today. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. That's been Pope Prep football coach Justin Geisinger. Let's make some picks for this week's top Week 7 high school football matchups. First up, we got Ravenwood at Summit, a game that uh, – it's going to be on TV after all. It thought it could be on ESPN at one point, but it's going to be on TV locally. Uh, and Tyler, you're going to be there. What What do you have um, for that game? It is, it's certainly going to be interesting. It's This is Summit's first big test this year and, and its first season in 6A. And certainly it's, it's built a team that looks like it's a really good or at least very competitive 6A team, I, I would say. But this is the biggest test that Summit's going to have faced since they moved up a class and it's for the top spot in region seven six a and it's it's kind of everything you know it's and these teams will pro- probably meet again in the playoffs i would imagine so um it's a tough one i think i think ravenwood has some good talent i think summit is a little more congealed if you will it's a team that won a championship together last year it's a team that's been together for a long time. Ravenwood's got some great pieces, but and, and they're playing well. But new coach, new quarterback. I, I like Summit in this one in a high-scoring game, 42-35. All right, I'm with you on that. I've, I've got a little bit of a lower-scoring final here. Uh, I've got Summit 30, Ravenwood 24, but uh, overall second what you said there. And um, you know, Summit was the runner-up in 5A two years ago too, so they. Over the last three years now, they've just had a ton of success, you know, no matter who they've played. Um, so, especially on their home field, they should be ready for that test there. Um, another game that, well, this I think this one is probably more difficult to pick, uh, Pope Prep at NBA. Of course, we just talked about that with Justin. Um, I was kind of pulling my hair out trying to decide who to pick here. Uh, I think I finally settled on Pope Prep 24-21 over NBA. I don't feel super confident about that, though. Uh, the Big Red coming off that big 21-0 win over Brentwood Academy uh, looked really impressive in doing so. Um, but Pope Prep, you know, we talked about Kenny Minchie at quarterback and Elijah Robb at running back and the, the pass catchers they have, too, Colin Cook. Um, something just tells me that might be a little bit too much for NBA. Uh, they have struggled a little bit before against, uh, you know, Barry on Brown, a guy with a lot of speed. Um CPA kind of shut them down as well and I don't know Pope Prep they're off to a good start and so I really wouldn't be surprised to see a close game that could go either way but I'm giving them just like last year when they kicked that last second field goal I'm giving them the field goal edge in this one yeah I agree with you it's a tough pick I've got I've got Pope Prep as well 24-20 very close to to what you, you predicted but uh Reason being, it's kind of, it's really, I think it's a toss-up game. I don't think there's, I don't have any real definitive argument for why that's the case, but I think there will be some points scored. Uh, it's going to be a, maybe a little bit lower than what Pope Prep's used to, but with, with Kenny Minchie and what that offense has been able to do, uh, I, I know NBA 
defensively played great versus Brentwood Academy last week, but Brentwood Academy kind of had its own uh, issues in the throw game, whereas, you, you know, they, uh, NBA really against Ravenwood gave up some yards and still and kind of wanted a shootout. I don't know lately that NBA's been playing like a team that is going to win in a shootout just because its offense really hasn't been super electric. So I'm going to go with Pope Prep 24-20 in that one, Russell. All right. Well, uh, speaking of toss-ups, I I didn't make it easy on us in picking these games to talk about, uh, Tyler, but next up is Brentwood at Independence. How do you see that one shaking out? Yeah, I haven't seen Independence this year, uh, so I, I know I know that offense is always capable. Joe Cummings is obviously uh, playing a pretty good year in his, his first season as a full-time starter, and I know some things are kind of coming around for Independence, but maybe it's just because I saw Brentwood. Um, but I, I like Brentwood in this one, and, and they're going to finally hit their – they're going to finally hit a kind of a stride on their offense. Uh, so I've got, I've got Brentwood, 35 – Independence 28, and part of the reason for that score is I really like what Brentwood does offensively. They're methodical. They, they burn clock. I think they kind of have the capability of keeping Independence from scoring into the 30s, and to that end, I think Brentwood's going to have a lot of success up front, and, and they're going to get some things done there. So 35-28 Brentwood. Yeah, we've been saying it on here just about every week that it's really only a matter of time before we think Brentwood is going to turn things around, and uh, sure enough, these last three weeks, they beat Henry County. Lost a close one to Ravenwood and then rolled over Hillsborough last week, so I think they're in a good spot. Um, I like them to take this one 31-27. And then next up, we have a another region game here with, with big-time playoff implications. Fairview at White House and uh, a 3A game here. I've got White House taking this one 28-24, so another close game. Um Fairview is coming off a big win over White House Heritage last week, but um, man, that White House offense has turned uh, into a pretty prolific uh, attack this year, and that was on full display a couple weeks ago at Nissan Stadium when they played Waverly and uh, connected on some long passes. And um, quarterback Rainin Blackburn, who was really a running back a couple years ago and has kind of made the transition to quarterback, um, you know, he's a huge th- threat to run, and now that he's uh, kind of coming along in the, in the past game too. That's uh, that's going to be difficult to stop. So uh, I like White House there in, in a close one. Yeah, I could not have been more impressed with White House in the one time I saw him in that, that game against Waverly at Nissan. Fairview, I haven't seen play, so it's I'm kind of in the dark. It's It really does help. What people maybe don't understand about our picks is we, we can't see everybody in person, and we certainly don't see everybody in person. So some of this is kind of informed analysis, if you will. But I know Fairview uh, has has a good program. And they, I saw them play last year. It's a, you know, they're a well-run group. But um, I haven't seen White House. I can't, with, like you said, with Blackburn, I, I believe in him as a quarterback. He looks pretty good. So I'm going to go White House 28-27. Well, how about that? We agreed on all four picks this week. Uh, I don't know if that's happened yet this season. Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't agree with you know even if it's accidental. Hopefully, you're not agreeing with too many of mine because that's really gonna drag your record down. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, hopefully we can have a bounce back week after last week's showing, and uh, and you can check out the rest of those picks too. I'll have my column up um, by Wednesday evening, so whenever you're listening to this, it should be up on MainStreetPreps.com, and then after that, we will have our staff wide predictions as well. So, uh, I'll just I'll 
all kinds of opinions flying left and right here that you can check out on the site and uh, plenty of stories about games and everything else going on too uh, at Main Street Preps and you can follow us on Twitter at Main Street Preps and find us on Facebook as well and uh, I think that's going to do it for today's episode so we appreciate everybody tuning in and we will see you right back here next week you've been listening to the Main Street Preps podcast your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee with your hosts Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.